love is such a fantastic affair when it comes to call after taking you up in the air down it lets you fall but be patient and soon you will find if you follow your heart not your mind love is waiting there again to take you up in the air again Love comes in and takes you for a spin. Ooh, la la la. C'est magnifique. When every night your loved one holds you tight. Ooh, la la la. Once more, he whispers, je t'adore, c'est Welcome to the Old Castle Radio Show on WFMU. This week we started out with Fats Waller, and he did the Sloppy Water Blues. Then Cole Porter, singing his demo of the song, Same on Your Feet. Now, last week, we introduced a new sponsor. It was the Del Barton Vaccine. Uh, because the kids are all about vaccines these days, and, and there's money to be made. Well, I, I spoke with Remy Delbarton on Tuesday. Um, he had some good news. They had shipped over 28 units of this vaccine into four days following the rollout on this program. And by over 28, I mean 29. Well, all the doses have been safely administered, most voluntarily. A few folks put up a struggle, but uh, they were easily subdued by Delbarton's menacing and muscular wellness providers. The only noticeable side effect, and it affected less than 25% of the people, and by less than 25%, I mean seven people uh, who received this miracle injectable. And, and by miracle, I mean, of course, this breakthrough, inoculant. It's very important, that, that word, breakthrough. It must be used frequently when describing the Del Barton vaccine. Anyway, one side effect of the Del Barton vaccine, the, the, the breakthrough Del Barton vaccine, this is very curious. One of the side effects is a craving for brisket. However, this is not proven fatal in any known case. But Del Barton medical practitioners are monitoring this curious trend. Now, you will also remember, if you were listening last week, I explained about all the money I managed to divert from WFMU's March fundraiser, because, because I can put it to better use. Well, there's a rumor going around that, that Fabio knows how much money we raked in and that he's planning to snitch to the Internal Revenue Service uh, unless he gets a cut. Such perfidy. I have long suspected that Fabio 
is an undercover government informant. I have my lawyers looking into this. Now, I also explained last week, I hope you were paying attention and remember all of this, I also explained last week all the money I diverted into my coffers, uh, under my mattress, of course, my new mattress, that I purchased with some of this money. Anyway, I said that I plan to make an offer to buy WFMU and turn it into a listenable radio station. Not not just for one hour each week, this hour, but the other 167 hours, which are currently devoted to musical crapola and junk culture and stammering idiot DJs. Well, Lola Bell Pancake, she's my assistant, she said that station manager Ken Friedman left a message on her telephone answering machine. She has one. I, I don't. She, anyway, she says we should play it on the air. So we, let, let, we'll see if Ken is willing to entertain my generous offer. Lola Bell has converted Ken's phone message into our preferred broadcast format. It's uh, MP78. So uh, here, Lola Bell will now play this uh, telephone message on the radio. So uh, hit it, Lola Bell. You have one new message. Tuesday, 10.24 a.m. Hi, Courtney. This is Ken calling Ken Friedman. Um, listen, an unnamed DJ who I shall only refer to as Fabio told me that you are assembling an offer to purchase WFMU and you're talking about this over the air on your show. I got to tell you, the station's not for sale. Even if it were for sale, you're not allowed to buy it because it's a non-commercial station, so an individual can't buy it, and you're breaking all sorts of station rules by putting together this offer and talking about it on the air. So call me back. You know what? Actually, don't call me back. Just stop what you're doing. Just stop. If you want to call me back, you can get Gus or somebody to help you decipher your phone and figure out the number that I've called you from today. But just just stop it. Thanks, Courtney. Bye. End of messages. Well, I'm not sure I heard that correctly. <laughs> Actually, I'm not sure you heard that correctly. I have known Ken Friedman for over 55 years, and I know how to translate what he says. Ken is a knave. He has no scruples. Consequently, I can do business with him. So, despite what you think you just heard in that telephone message, here's what I hear Ken saying. He's saying, Courtney, uh, buying the radio station for me could be expensive. But uh, I expect we can come to terms, as long as I prevent the Oracle Board of Directors from learning about this proposed transaction, and as long as I get a percentage that I can sock away in my retirement account, because once I sell this rotten corpse of a radio station, my lovely wife and I can buy another lake. <laughs> That's what he said. You gotta listen between the lines. That's what I think Ken meant. Sounds really promising, Ken. <laughs> You'll be hearing from me again. Now, back to the show. Look, April is National Poetry Month. Who knew? Who cares? I'll tell you who cares. You need a Bodenheim. She hails from a family of failed poets. Unita herself writes marvelous verse, but, but she only shares it with trusted confidants, not the public. She often shows it to Lorabelle. Anyway, Yonita has been recruited here to be the spokespoet for yet another fine Del Barton product that is very timely. April is the cruelest month, or is it? For National Poetry Month, give the gift of poesy with Del Barton's Poesy Alive Anthology. It's 250 pages of modernish American poetry's unforgettable poetic hits. The ladies men admire, I've heard, would shudder at a wicked word. Their candle gives a single light. They'd rather stay at home at night. They do not keep awake till three, nor read erotic poetry. But you'll keep awake for Poesy Alive, which includes family favorites by Dorothy Parker, Robert Lowell, and Anne Sexton, whose fairy tales are sure to please the tots. 
Did you see the best minds of your generation destroyed by madness, starving, hysterical, naked, dragging themselves through the Negro streets at dawn, looking for an angry fix? Well, they'll get it when Posey Alive brings back their fondest childhood memories of schoolroom recitations with Allen Ginsberg's Howl in its entirety, all four quartets of T.S. Eliot, and sparkling poetic gems by Charles Bukowski. You do not do, you do not do, any more black shoe, in which I have lived like a foot for thirty years, poor and white, barely daring to breathe ah-choo. And you won't sneeze at provocative verse by literary titans including Sylvia Plath, Mary Baraka, and Ezra Pound, with an exclusive section of his most fascist tirades. Look, up ahead, there it is, the poem at the end of the mind, beyond the last thought rises in the bronze decor. Or so said Wallace Stevens, who did a lot more than look at blackbirds. And so can you when you make every month National Poetry Month with Del Barton's Poesy Alive Anthology of Modernish American Poetry, edited by Flip the Frog. Look for it at Winnetta's Whimsy Shed, Del Barton Premium Specialty Outlet Stores, or your supermarket's fine literature aisle. Pigeons on the grass, alas. Pigeons on the grass, alas. Salami, Tommy Give with the gravy, Davy Everybody eats when they come to my house Try a tomato plate too Here's cacciatore, Dory Taste the bologna, Tony Everybody eats when they come to my house I fix your favorite dishes Hoping this good food fills ya Work my hands to the bone in the kitchen alone 
You better eat if it kills you. Pass me a pancake, mandrake. Have an undervy, ervy. Look in the fendel, mendel. Everybody eats when they come to my house. Hannah, Davy, Tommy, Dora, mandrake. Everybody eats when they come to my house. Pasta Fazula, Tallulah. Oh, do have a bagel, bagel. Now don't be so bashful, Nashville. Everybody eats when they come to my house. Hey, this is a party, Marty. There, you get the cherry, Jerry. Now look, don't be so picky, Mickey. 'Cause everybody eats when they come to my house. All of my friends are welcome. Don't make me coax you, moax you. Eat the tables, the chairs, the napkins. Who cares? You gotta eat if it chokes you. Oh, do have a knish, knishya. Ask him the latke, matke. Chili con carne for Bonnie. Everybody eats when they come to my house. Face, Buster, Shell, Chops, Fump. Everybody eats when they come to my house. That, that said, uh, music started with uh, Koichi Sugi and his orchestra with uh, Kiso Bushi. That was some pre-war orchestral music from Japan. Cab Calloway and his orchestra, which everybody eats when they come to my house. <laughs> 
And finally, Boots and his buddies with any time. Mr. Yorkadja here on WFMU. We've been dipping into the listener mailbag lately. And here's another listener letter. This is uh, from a guy named William. Uh, he included uh, <laughs> a very healthy stack of cabbage. Not, not the kind you use to make soup. Uh, he writes, uh, Dear Mr. Codger, imagine my surprise when I went on the Google, I don't know what that is, to fact check your reports about the alleged Flip the Frog. Well, he didn't write it that way. I'm just saying it that way. Uh, back to William's letter. And found that the frog is indeed real. I previously thought your program was at least partly fictional, but now I see it is grounded in hard reality. After learning that Flip the Frog is indeed a major auteur from pre-code Hollywood, I have been watching everything I can find that reflects his frogly legacy. I am looking forward to learning more about this famous hotshot croaker on your equally famous program. I, I added that part about the equally famous. Long-time listeners may laugh at my ignorance, but uh, you will understand that these days many of us feel we have to be on guard against fake news. I'm not sure I appreciate the implication, William. Uh, anyway, uh, in the future, I will give more credence to reports from your broadcast, and I will never question you again. Under separate cover, I am sending you a bottle of Arkansas Toe Fungus Whiskey. You will enjoy its pungent afterburn. Signed, William Hitchings, Toll Collector on the Garden State Parkway. Yes, William, Flip is real. Believe in Flip. Trust Flip. Do not doubt Flip, because he's Flip the Frog. Now we have another soundtrack from a major motion picture starring Flip the Frog. It's called Fire Fire. It's from 1932, before some of you listeners were born. Now, along with uh, Flip El Frago, as they call him in Guadalajara, the, the cast includes Franklin Wifferbat as the inscrutable Chinaman, uh, Cisse Poidwe, I hope I pronounced that name correctly, uh, as the goat, Evangeline Weck as the charming hostess, Fortuna Rawlings as the Margaret Dumont-like battle-axe, uh, the, oh, Madame Helene Blavatsky. It's a very rare screen appearance by her. She uh, portrays the raven-haired temptress. Uh, Mickey Rooney plays the weeping babe in diapers. And also this uh, major motion picture features Rollo Rooney, that's uh, Mickey's cousin, handling the slide whistle in this soundtrack. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
I could be romantic too And even prove how I love you But I don't like Can't we take a lesson From the birdies up above They enjoy life's blessing And they all get on with a little bit of love But I don't like On my knees I'd gladly go I'd be a regular Romeo But I don't like I don't like When I'm all alone with you There's always something we could do But I don't like I'm not rough Sure I've waited long enough I want to start and do my stuff But I don't like Can't we take a lesson From the birdies up above They enjoy life's blessing And they all get on with a little bit of love But I don't like If I had a stronger will I'm certain I'd give you a thrill But I don't like Thank you. 
recapping that set of fine music, we opened up with the soundtrack of the Flip the Frog, major motion picture from 1932 called Fire Fire. Then George Formby sang I Don't Like. Walter Gross on piano gave us his, uh, uh, it's called Creepy Weepy, a boogie woogie study. And then Stop Smith on violin. And Robert Crumb on the piano did Windy City. I'm Yul Kodger. This show is packed with sponsors. There's a there's Del Barton Industries. There's a Del Barton Pharmaceuticals. Del Barton Holistics. Del Barton Aeronautics. And there's Del Barton something else. Look, look. We will not reject sponsorship from whoever's willing to pay. You don't have to be named Del Barton if you, the listener, you want to sponsor a commercial on the Old Codger Radio Hour. Please get in touch with my advertising manager, Lola Bell Pancake, at her agency. The International House of Pancake. And now, here's Gus Bodenheim introducing yet another fine new product from the Del Barton line of fine new products. That's the USS Wolverton, the finest dreadnought in the fleet. Even loose lips couldn't sink her, they say, and I believe them. Hello, I'm Gus Bodenheim, and another thing I believe in is buying gold from Del Barton Capital. Gold. Coins, ingots, I love it all. I love the smell of gold. I love the feel of gold. I love to put small pieces of gold between my cheek and gum and suck on them. Mmm, gold. But sometimes I, like you, lie awake at night thinking about my gold. Is it safe? Should I get up and check on it? How's my gold? How's my little gold ingots? How's my precious gold? Yes, night after sleepless night, tossing and turning. But not anymore. Presenting El Pillow Dioro. An ergonomically designed pillow using our patented semi-precious fill. You won't believe the comfort, the luxury of El Pillo Dioro from Del Barton Capital. We harvest our gold exclusively from one remote mine in New South Wales and send it to Marseille where it is spun into fine 24 karat filaments and woven into a fabric so soft, so supple and so luxurious you'll think you died and went to Fort Knox. And what's more, You'll never have to flip it over to the cool side. Rest your head on precious threads from Del
the sweetest things in life grow sweeter as the years roll on. Like the music from a violin that has been well played upon. And the sweetest smoke is from a mellow broken in old pipe. And the sweetest tasting peach is one that's softed, round, and bright. In the 20s and the 30s, you're just an amateur. But after you reach 40, that's when you become a connoisseur. Then it isn't grab and get it, and a straight line for the door. You're not hasty. You're tasty. You enjoy things so much more. For instance, a novice gulps his brandy down. He doesn't understand. Observe a connoisseur, the way he holds it in his hand. How he strokes the glass, fondles it, warms it as he should. Smacks his lips, slowly sips. Boy, it tastes good. Life begins at 40. Then it isn't hit and run, and you find it much more fun. You romance a girl of 20, and it costs you all your dough. But one of 40 thanks you. She hates to see you go. And girls of 20, all they want are big men. Big men with strong physiques. I don't say that it's bad. But you do get tired of those damn Greeks. Life begins at 40. And I'm just living all over Closing out the old kinds of program for this week, uh, Dorothy Donegan gave us St. Louis Blues. Then Mario Harp Lorenzi, his nickname was Harp, did there something in the air. Then we heard Ruth Edding with Hey, Young Fella. And finally, Sophie Tucker singing Life Begins at 40. And indeed it does. Yes, life does begin at 40. Uh, unless your name is uh, Franz Kafka or Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, both of them managed to disprove this adage, uh, rather conclusively, I might add. I'll be back next week. Now, in two weeks, Dr. Bop, uh, also known as the good doctor, he's going to substitute for me. I have an appointment that day with my dentist, Dr. Painless Potter, to have my uh, third set of dentures refitted. By then, of course, we will know if Ken Friedman will accept my offer to buy WFMU and allow me to turn it into a radio station that people with good taste can enjoy. This is WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope in New York City and Rockland County at 91.9 FM and online at WFMU.org. Courtney, this is Ken calling, Ken Friedman. Call me back. You know what? Actually, don't call me back. Just stop what you're doing. Just stop it. Thanks, Courtney. Bye. End of messages. Welcome to AT&T Wireless Services. The number you have dialed is no longer in service. If you feel you have reached this recording in error, please check the number and dial again. Message number 22SK. Let's begin with our first panelist, Lou. Uh, yes. Are you some sort of artist? Uh, yes. Are you Hitler? No, no, they already said my name's Hardy White. Uh, okay, pass. Butchie? I judge uh, by the way you speak and the content of what you say that you do something that would annoy me. Uh, yeah, probably. 
I also surmise that whatever you do is something that I would have not the least interest in. Um, uh, yes, that's probably true. Did you invent market and then sell glow-in-the-dark flatware? No. Don? Question. Don, you don't have to preface your question with the word question. Ah, that was going to be my question. Good. Now, what are you? You see, in the real estate profession, I have to make an assessment of someone by looking at them. I have to use their physiognomy to give me clues as to their profession so I can exploit that and know what kind of house to sell them. I wouldn't want to show a glazier a house with mediocre windows, so it's something I must find out immediately and trust my senses. So I'm looking at your face, sir, and thinking, are you a glazier? Uh, no, not, not even, that's not close. All right, panelists, since none of you have guessed, Hardy White, tell us, what is it that you do? Uh, yes, I'm, uh, I'm a sort of, uh, so I have, well, I have a, sh I have a show on radio. Um, I also, it's not that easy to, to say, really. Where'd everyone go? Where am I? Who am I? What is this place that's the same as where am I? What am I? I am new to the world. My eyes are opening for the first time. And I look around and I see what I think are others. Why, this must be my family. Ah, oh, it's my family, my people. Who am I? Ha <laughs> well, I am one of them. I will adopt their ways. They will teach me their language and their customs and their values. I will act the way they act. I will do the things that they do. And then they will love and accept me and they will not cast me away because I am new to this world. I am helpless. How could I fend for myself? I'm glad I have this group of people. I bet that's my Aunt uh, Marty. I don't know anybody yet. I haven't met anyone. I know they'll be introduced to me. And then some of them I won't see for many years. And then they'll say, do you know who I am? And I'll be embarrassed. Even though why would I? I was little. You know what? Maybe I'm not new to this world. I certainly have a lot of memories for someone who's new to this world. Is this my family or not? What if I adopt their values and it conflicts with something I already know? Oh my gosh. You know, I may be a tiny baby, but I've already seen uh, Godfather and Godfather Part Two, and I know the perils of family loyalty. Oh, I'm independent. I need no family. I do need them for a while, though. Where am I now? I'm somewhere else. I'm in a sort of limbo because my family's gone off somewhere to celebrate my birth. I will constantly, I believe, for the rest of my life, be looking for those answers of who I am. And like I mentioned about uh, the Godfather, you might say, well, I guess now I am a murderous gangster. How about that? I could have, it could have been farming. could have been anything. We could have been, some people have a tradition in military or legal profession or delicatessen work. Who knows? And you follow in the, they say, follow in the footsteps of the person uh, in front of you, your ancestors. And that is because, well, that way you don't step on anything. Because you could step on something. The equivalent, the moral equivalent of a pop top with your bare feet. That used to be a thing on the beach in the 70s. They'd say, be careful. 
because we have we're in the 70s and they have removable pop tops and you could step on one and i believe even jimmy buffett mentioned the seriousness of it in one of his uh songs he said hey don't do that make sure you don't do that we're flip-flops or something they didn't have crocs so they were like we're flip-flops I'm learning these ways as I come into life. Well, the family's the first thing. That's going to be my first identity. I guess I can't get away with it, my little tiny baby. And I'm going to have to do the stuff my family does. They dress a certain way, their traditional costume. Even if I'm, imagine that. They wear some large woolen hat and I'm allergic to wool. How about that? And I got to do it anyway. Or they have some.